0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Last-minute tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are back. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host and brother, Mr. Nicholas Olszak. How are we doing, sir? Happy Sunday.
1: Yep, happy Sunday to yourself. Uh, doing good, a lot of hockey to talk about, and uh yeah, just happy to be back on the fantasy side of things. And uh so far the team's looking good this week, but can always make improvements. So we'll definitely go over some guys who I think can improve your guys' fantasy teams as well.
0: Yep, yep. Going to be diving into the waiver wire discussion. Before we do, Nick, who is one of your uh, big names that you've hit on so far in our in our drafts, in our, uh, in our fantasy hockey league? Anything probably, exciting going on?
1: Probably I'd have to say Quinn Hughes. Uh, a couple big okay. games against Edmonton, um, which were very surprising. I know uh, Vancouver, they were not the favorites in those games. But Hughes, four assists in two games, got four shots on goal. And, uh, yeah, looking like a really good pickup. I think I got him in like the third or fourth round or something. He's leading off my defense with uh, Josh Morristine, Rasmus Dahlin. So I love him, love that defense. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, buzzing right now for sure.
0: Yeah, I've just got my top pick. I've got Jack Hughes. (laughs) He's he's been my offense so far. Five points in two games, uh, two goals to start off the season, then followed up with three assists the very next game. So, just relying on that top-heavy production from uh, from old Jack Hughes, I believe I got him with pick 11. He's someone that I consider a top-five player in the NHL right now, so I felt pretty good about uh, that value that I was able to get with him. Let's dive into the waiver wire discussion here. The first man up, I just picked up this morning. Want to get your thoughts here, Nick, Mister Nicholas Paul, center for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He started off the season with two goals and one assist in game one against Nashville, Uh, put up about 15.25 fantasy points, also contributed a couple of power play points. Uh, Let me check the shots on goal. Three, two, and he's winning. He won a lot of faceoffs in this last uh, game against Detroit. Eleven faceoffs won a couple of blocks nothing really special on the hits what are your thoughts about Nicholas Paul here he's kind of been a a special teams guy for for Tampa Bay the past few seasons
1: yeah you can say that for sure sitting on the first power play unit on offense with point Kucherov definitely Mm -hmm. getting a lot going there on the wing and I did catch him um, in that game against Nashville and he looked really good he just kind of has a knack for getting in front of the net and getting those dirty goals he's not a guy who's going to You know, be able to skate through everyone and score. He just gets to the right places at the right times. Can put the puck in the back of the net. And while he is, like I said, on line three, he's on that power play one. So that's something you definitely have to keep in mind. And uh, yeah, definitely someone that's hot on the waiver wire for sure.
0: You know, he's definitely one of the more added players right now, especially with just how thin it is with uh, the season just starting. He is only 36 percent rostered. I am a bit concerned just about potential playing time because he is the third line center. You know, when you're not on the on the power play or if he's not on the ice, adding extra minutes, playing shorthanded. But in this last game, they lost four to six to the Red Wings. He played 20 minutes. So my guess is, is is that there was a fair amount of opportunity on the special side, uh, special team side of things, excuse me, uh, but that would be really my only deterrent. And I think that's why he was a player that went undrafted is because when you're looking at the logistics of the roster, he's still a bottom six player. So is this a guy that's going to kind of bounce on and off rosters, or do you think he's going to solidify himself with just not even a role on his own team, but you know potentially in our fantasy squads?
1: Yeah, I think for now he'll be someone that's going to bounce on and off rosters, especially since the sample size isn't as big right now. But I think if he definitely, you know, keeps with this production and keeps on a good pace, that he could end up, you know, in Tampa's top six because Tampa likes to move their guys around a lot and, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, potentially solidify a spot on the team. But right now, just too early to tell for me.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Who is our next man up here?
1: Next up, we have Jacob Slavin of the Carolina Hurricanes. Looking good so far. Um, he's got a two goals and or sorry, one goal and an assist in two games played. Four shots on goal. Looking really good. Heading that first deep pair in Carolina with Brent Burns. Only downside to him though is he's not on the power play at the moment, which I personally like with uh, a lot of my guys being able to have them get the, uh PP one time. But, Mm. yeah, he's still playing a lot. He's still getting 19, 20 minutes a night on average. So definitely like what I see there on a really, really solid Carolina team. They're always putting together a good product each year. And Mm. at only 19% rostered, I see him definitely as someone that's going to be available um, in a lot of leagues.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So their power play defense pairs, they have Tony D'Angelo, and he is uh, a third line defenseman right now being brought up with Brent Burns obviously Brent Burns bringing a lot of offense to the power play let alone you know regular 5 on 5 mm-hmm. and then they have Tavo Teravinen and Dmitri Orlov so I want to talk about some of these other names here because we actually have a fair amount of hurricanes on our list here so the next one I wanted to kick to you actually was Dmitri Orlov who actually has no production through these past couple of games Would you be looking to pick up Slavin or Orlov? I mean, what we saw from, you know, literally we were calling him Bobby Orlov at the end of last year. He had an amazing finish to the year with the Bruins. Do you think he's going to pick that back up here with Carolina, or do you think that Slavin has more of a safer floor for now?
1: I think Slavin actually has more of a safer floor. I know Orlov is someone that he's on the second power play, but that usually doesn't get a lot of ice time. But he's all the way down on the third D pair as of right Mm -hmm. now. And, well, I know the last game he only played 15 minutes and then 18 the night before. Slavin, someone I think that's going to log between like 19 to even even 22 minutes on some nights, I would say. But, yeah, I just don't see as much potential in Orlov as I do in Slavin just because of where he's at in the lineup. And, again, that could change. But, yeah, that's just where I see it as of right now.
0: It's a really good group. I mean, Slavin, Burns. Uh, Pesci, Shea, Orlov, D'Angelo—that's a really solid six. And I think that's more of my concern is that they don't really need to lean on any one guy of this six-man group. I think that you're going to see a lot of adjustments, actually, just because I, f- I think that they'll maybe try to figure this out and maybe experiment a little bit here. And you might see Orlov kind of, you know, swap places with Slavin on that top line. You might—I think they'll keep Shea and Pesci together because they've- I think they've played together a fair amount and right. I think that they can experiment a little bit more with those other four, Slavin, Burns, D'Angelo, Orlov. I mean, if you're in a pinch, I, I personally, just from the recency bias from last season, I would prefer to pick up Dmitry Orlov, but he hasn't done as much yet, and he's playing less minutes than Slavin. So I'll agree with you there. I, I will say that Slavin has a safer floor, but, man, I mean, don't be surprised if you see Orlov, you know, start to, to, to bump up the stats here a little bit. Uh, a couple other guys I want to mention here. Like I have another at least three players from Carolina here. So let's just go with these guys for now. Uh Jordan Stahl, not the sexiest name, but you know, you and I are playing in a league where they're valuing face-off wins. He has some production. I believe he has a goal and an assist through his first game here. Do you have any love for Jordan Stahl? I mean, he he doesn't have a, a high exposure rate. He's readily available. But do you think he's going to be able to produce consistent production. I mean, he had 11 fantasy points in game one, 11.75, and then in game two, he had three and a half. What what are your thoughts about Jordan Stahl?
1: Yeah, I think Stahl's an interesting case because he, even last year, is just a guy that kind of bounces on and off the waiver wire because he was one of those guys that bounces up and down the lineup because I know in the past he could play line two with uh, Natchez and Terravine over Kotkiniemi, and you could see Kotkiniemi in the bottom six, and he could move his way up. But for me again yeah it's just about where he's at in the lineup and I think yeah, in our league especially they value faceoffs a lot and Jordan Stahl is definitely one of the better centers in the league in the dot I would say and if, for getting points like that I would say uh, definitely pick him up and at only nine percent rostered, too I think anyone on this Carolina squad that we're going to mention isn't a bad pickup at the moment because you've got uh what You got Uh, Anaheim tonight, then San Jose, and then Seattle, which I think are you could get at least two out of three of those games. I think Seattle is going to be the only one that gives you a hard mm-hmm. time. But San Jose and Anaheim, those are very favorable matchups for anyone in this group. So, yeah, I definitely like Jordan Stahl as well as most of the guys in Carolina the next couple games here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you are looking for someone today on October 15th, he has an 8.30, uh, 830 p.m. Eastern time game up up against Anaheim. Then has another three games this week at San Jose, at Seattle, at Colorado. Even in the game against Colorado, I got to imagine they're going to need him again, special teams, you know, potentially playing from behind up against a good roster in the Avalanche. And maybe they just need him out there a little bit more to, to win some faceoffs. So, but again, a couple more names here to go over. So I'm going to ask you here we got Jordan Stahl, we've got Jaspiri Kotkiemi, and we've got Tavo Teravainen. So talk to me about. Kotkemi and Tavo Teravainen. I mean, obviously, names that we're very familiar with with our show, names that we were bringing up very consistently last year. Who of these three do you like the most? Kotkemi and Tavo, both online too.
1: And, yeah, before we get into that, we also have to mention that we are brought to you by the SGPN Second Chance uh, Survivor. Already knocked out of your NFL survivor? Don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor. Presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. $3,000 up for grabs. Winner takes all. Starts this weekend, so sign up now. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog ju- has just introduced Scorchers. Go 5 for 5 and pick them Scorchers and enjoy spicy Times 100 payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10K each. Toss out an Underdog spicy play that you like, and then uh, they will be higher or lower to the next game. So watch alongside, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on the Underdog mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with the promo code sgpn underdog will double your first deposit up to $500 that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn
0: all right and we're back into it here back to carolina like i was asking Jespery Copkiemi Tavo Teravinen both on line 2 for the hurricanes prioritizing one over the other both of them what are your thoughts here
1: uh for me i actually was looking at the waiver wire today and uh, i saw that Pavo and Kotkin Yemi were both available, but I just decided to personally go with uh, Kotkin Yemi. I don't know. I just kind of went with that decision. I know he's on the second power. They're both on the second power play. Tara Vinan's on the point. So if you see him for any shots on goal props, that's definitely something to target because I know his line will probably be at one and a half. And so I would Mm -hmm. definitely uh, hit with that. But yeah, with Kotkin Yemi, just kind of went with a preference bias. I don't know. Just, I got a feeling about him today. Um, he's been looking pretty well or pretty good lately, uh, to one goal, one assist, seven shots on goal his first few games, uh, or first couple games, a couple big wins over, uh, LA and Ottawa. And I see that same thing happening tonight at Anaheim. Um, his ice time is a little bit lower, um, at, you know, 15, 14 minutes, but I definitely see that possibly, uh, raising over tonight, especially playing, you know, a weaker team in uh, the Anaheim Ducks. And then with uh, Tevo Teravinen, two goals, no assists, two shots on goal. The shots on goal is lower. Um, the ice times was a little bit higher last night. But, um, yeah, I just like Kotkaniemi a little bit more, especially when you look at it, the shots on goal, too. Five more shots on goal in the last two games. So that's where my head's at.
0: Yeah, I, I like the uh, the better offensive production from Kotkaniemi as well. Tavo more of that like pivot man even on the power play, uh, yeah he's playing the point but I think he's in that position because again he's more of like a pivot man he's going to swing the puck you know to the face off dot you know to the guy at, at the uh, at the edge you know on the boards or he's going to you know try to send it to the other defenseman he's not really looking to rip it too often he's more of a facilitator so I, I like Kotkemi there in that uh, comparison as well just a bit more. All right, let's get back on the the path here. We've cleared our Carolina Hurricanes. Now we're back up to, uh, let's see, Andrew Mangiapane, another familiar face here. Buddy's got the production, got a couple of goals and an assist through his first couple of games. He's always someone that I'm looking to add. I don't know of his percentage owned. I think he's like in the mid-30s or maybe 40%. Uh, But one of the guys that produces for Carolina, he he is a, a big score for them. Uh, someone that's consistently bringing the puck to the net. I'm definitely looking to pick him up if uh, if available. He is now on line one with Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberdeau. Huberto hasn't done too much to start the season, so Mangiapane getting leaned on a little bit. What are, what are your thoughts on him right now?
1: Yeah, I really like Mangiapane, and like I always like to mention, he is one of those guys that we call a friend of the show on here a lot. And uh, yeah, he's got a reason to be uh, two goals, two assists through his first two games. Playing on that line, one with Lindholm and Huberto, which is something that, mm. that you like to see, especially when you're looking for those waiver wire fines. Um, on the point on the second power play, definitely someone that I think you could get at only 37% rostered. Um, the only thing I would say is his shots on goal is low at three, but he's got two mm. goals. He's got a good yeah. shooting percentage. That'll and change. Can, yeah. But just as of right now, he's got that. And then Schedule coming up, I like it. I like the matchup against Washington. Then you get Buffalo and Columbus. Definitely Mm -hmm. see those as matchups for him to produce. And, yeah, only 37% rostered in any league getting a line one guy at that rate is definitely someone uh, I would try and hit on.
0: Yeah, he actually has more points right now than he does shots on goal. He has four points. I was mistaken. He has two Mm -hmm. assists, two goals through two games. Three shots on goal, like you said, but four points. So definitely a name uh, that you want to target right now. Number eighty-eight for the Carolina Hurricane, or Carolina. Really stuck on Carolina for the Calgary Flames. Andrew Mangiapane. Uh Next up, a name close to home, and we'll kind of talk about uh, the Hawks a little bit here. Mister Pitar Marazic. Buddy's looking good. I mean, like, I mean, I know that we do this like every year at the beginning beginning of the year with the Blackhawks. They're one of those teams that kind of come out, you know, play with a little motivation, play with a little bit of energy because, you know, you're only going to be one and one for so long or whatever, one and two now for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, at at some point, it's going to take a real big dive south. Uh, But Mrazic looking very good through his first couple of starts here. Uh, What are your thoughts on him? And do you believe that he is worth a, a roster spot?
1: Um, I think he's worth a lot roster spot just for the sole purpose of how many shots he's going to see a game with this yeah. Blackhawks team. Yeah, you're going to be Young looking. At, you're going to be looking at him getting at least thirty saves a night. He got thirty against Montreal, had thirty or sorry, thirty three against Montreal and thirty eight against Pittsburgh. So he's going to see a lot of shots. That's one thing. And I mean, the Blackhawks—they pulled off a win in Pittsburgh. No one expected that. And um, mm. yeah made a lot of saves again in montreal and in a league where you know you're counting on your goalies especially in this league we have with the goaltender scoring uh Mm -hmm. is definitely someone to target uh one and two right now with a 254 and a 934 which is crazy to me even in a one and two record it just shows that the blackhawks have nothing going in front of them Morazic's keeping them in the games and they just can't they can't manage in front of them and yeah the it's going to be a long season but uh definitely going to be some improvements though and Peter Meraic definitely looks like one of them
0: no absolutely I mean it's a great opportunity for like you said the Hawks have a very young defense they're going to allow a lot of shots and I mean I don't I don't know if I want to chase Blackhawk goalies every night it's not like I'm just like oh well solder in tonight let me let me get some solder on my roster that, that may not be the case I don't, I don't know about that um I am also interested and we don't have them we don't have them on our list here, but, uh, you know, we saw Taylor Hall already experience a uh, an injury early on. You're going to see some fluctuation up at those, uh, that top line spot. You know, who gets to play with Bedard tonight? You know, uh, <laughs> Ryan Donato, he, he's he been benefiting. Uh, Taylor Radish was able to pick up an assist in his first game playing up on that top line. So those are two other names I would just, you know, politely throw out there. Obviously, everyone Everywhere owns Connor Bedard, the 18-year-old darling walking into the NHL. Uh, I'm not sure if he – does he still lead the league in in shots on goal? I know that was a thing for a second there.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I still put him at three and a half last night. They raised the line, and I still took the over in shots on goal.
0: He's third. So Nathan McKinnon, 18. Jack Eichel, 17. Connor Buddy Bedard, 16 shots on goal, three games, third in the NHL. No big deal. Mm-hmm. They rolled that kid out like he was like a racehorse, man. Like he was secretariat. Yeah. Like the media mm-hmm. coverage was insane that first night. They're mm-hmm. giving him all sorts of shit. Like, oh, this guy was playing physical with you. He was dogging you. He's like, mm-hmm. was he? Did, yeah. Is man. that what happened? Like,
1: <laughs> you got to love the $2,500 fine too. No biggie. Oh, just sign that DLC. <laughs> what a
0: beauty. Going no bucket day one on the job. I. Love it. Mm-hmm. Tech hey, shout out Korczynski. He also went no bucket as well. You know, I know I yeah. again, Bedard, secretariat. They're wheeling him out. He's a big deal, but you know, he did have another rookie, you know, in the in the rookie combo skate, you know, as as they went out there to to start the season for the Hawks. They you know they both went no bucket, you know, Korczynski mm-hmm. not getting as much love. Obviously, he's not, you know, the next thing. You know, he, mm-hmm. when he scores a goal, it doesn't say, Oh, Korczynski's chasing Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> One of the things I wanted uh, to point out too is with Bedard, you know, being third in shots on goal, I gotta wonder how many attempts that kid has because the last double, couple of games, yeah, double. you're looking at five, six shots on goal, and he's got like 11, 12, 13 attempts.
0: I, yeah, exactly. Double like the day yeah. one. I think I think game one, he had five or six shots on that and he had 11 attempts. I was like, holy hell like this. Whenever the kid gets the puck, he's looking to shoot it. Um, Yeah, the, the only other thing I'll say about that is by Connor Bedard. Like if you can get this dude onto your fantasy team, among the names that he sits at with like shots on goal, he has half the amount of points. You know, he has mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, One goal and two assists so far, three points in three games, a point per game player. He's gonna hit over that 68 and a half or whatever whatever mm-hmm. the season line was. So uh people were, I don't know, cooling off on him, I guess a little bit just because of he, he's he's on the Blackhawk. So, but again, you know, we don't want to get too, too far off the beaten uh path here of the waiver wire. We just mm-hmm. got that Bedard fever right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we've got uh my guy. I picked this gentleman up the other night, started him for a plug start was uh Mr. Jonas Siegenthaler of the New Jersey Devils. I'm a Devils fan, so maybe it's just a little bit too close to home. Uh, But he did have three assists in Game 1, which is very surprising. Seeing him getting that power play time, is this someone that you believe will continue his path of production so far through his first couple of games?
1: Um, Yeah, I think if he stays on that uh, first pair with Dougie Hamilton, he definitely has the possibility to because, yeah, playing with a guy like that on a team like New Jersey – Definitely going to be able to do something. I was just so mad that they took that L the other night to Arizona. Had oh. New Jersey on the money line. And oh, you, you hate to see it. But, I mean, a cold. They came game, back in man. that game,
0: too. They were down 2-0. Yeah. They, they rallied three goals. And then they go to overtime. And then they go to the shootout. It's like, man, like I yeah. feel you.
1: It's mm. tough. Ne- never taking New Jersey at minus 290 again
0: probably shouldn't do that i mean right now honestly like anyone that's minus 250 or up like it's it's fool's gold like these teams are very very close right now
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it just makes it hard to bet on like any team on the money line really because yeah you saw last night you had columbus just smoke the rangers and put like i had i had
0: mm -hmm. philly yesterday plus two and a half they couldn't even manage that i mean like right Mm -hmm. it's just so volatile right now to start the season you really got to tread lightly
1: Mm -hmm. but yeah back to siegenthaler here uh no goals, three assists through his first two games. Um three assists came in his first game. The ice time is there for sure, 21 minutes a night, which is really again hard to find at 18% rostered. So Check. while he's hot, while he's hot, I would definitely hold him, but once his uh numbers start to fizzle out a little bit and that ice time possibly goes down, then I would definitely, you know, let off the gas. But right now, definitely someone I see some potential in. Um He's not on the power play right now, but, again, that could change. Um, But I don't think he will end up on the power play just because he's more of a defensive defenseman. He Mm -hmm. really plays – he's he's not the guy that's going to go score on your power play. But, yeah, definitely a lot of upside with uh, Mr. Siegenthaler.
0: Yeah, they don't have him listed on the power play now. I'm not sure if they pulled him or maybe they swapped him for Luke Hughes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Luke Hughes has been pretty solid also to start the season. If he's available, I wouldn't – wouldn't mind checking him out a little bit. I am seeing him on the PK, the penalty-killing penalty, uh, penalty killing unit. Do they have – oh, they have a Kira Schmidt right now as the starter. I don't know why. Maybe that's just from the last game. Hmm. Just rolling through the lines here. Kira Schmid, Love the Schmid. All <laughs> right, next up we've got Mr. Logan Cooley. What are your thoughts on Logan Cooley right now?
1: Right now a little with bit Logan of, uh, Cooley? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think right now he's almost like the second – or he's like the guy below Connor Bedard right now. Logan Cooley yeah. coming out buzzing for sure. Um, yeah, playing on that Arizona second line, which is like basically a brand new second line with Jason Zucker and Alex Kerfoot. Uh, Kerfoot coming over from Toronto. Zucker, mm-hmm. I believe, came from Minnesota. But yeah, with mm-hmm. Cooley, looked really solid with those guys. I know they pulled up that win against New Jersey the other night. Only one game played so far, but. Two assists, two power play points, two shots on goal, and two pins. Can't hate it. And, uh, yeah, rookie season here, 40% rostered. I think he's going to be someone that uh, definitely moves up that Arizona lineup. I could see him, you know, taking over that first line spot of uh, Barrett Hayden and playing with Schmaltz and Keller just to get his offensive production going more. But um, he is on the second power play with Krause and Zucker. Uh, lots of love with the rookie here. He's no Connor Bedard or anything, but he's a rookie that's getting it done right now, and uh, I right. definitely can't hate on it.
0: I I don't hate him either. Uh, I don't love the situation. I mean, same kind of a similar thing with the Hawks. Like, if you're not bringing like a, a high per game type of production, like Bedard's going to do, like Bedard is getting the puck to the net. Like already, what we've seen, we know he's going to be aggressive. We know he's going to get be a a point getter. But to, uh, like the Coyotes, man, they always leave a bad taste in my mouth. Like we're going to get to Nick Schmaltz here soon as well. Well, we'll just cover him next. But Nick Schmaltz feels like someone that could be on his way out the door. And I feel like if he gets moved or I don't think they'll move Hayton or Keller, but I feel like if they move Schmaltz, that might bring up Cooley to more of like a winger. Like I don't think they Mm -hmm. necessarily have to have him play up the middle. I think actually giving him less responsibility at a young age is better uh, but I do like the fact that they're playing him alongside two solid veterans, kind of similar to what the Blackhawks were trying to do with Bedard. Load him up with a, a Donato and a Taylor mm-hmm. Hall, take some of the pressure off, not have to be too much of a two-way player, and really just focus on you know funneling the puck up the ice and getting the puck to the net. In this situation, I like again him being surrounded with Kerfoot and Zucker. But let's—I want to see it again. Like, yeah, it was a—it was a good game. Their next three games are on the road. I don't love the matchup up against New York. I like the Islanders and St. Louis matchup a little bit more. So, so far, I think this upcoming week, he has at least three games. Maybe they add another one on the... Yeah, I bet bet they do. Mm -hmm. Because it was... I, I see the next three games, the 16th, 17th, and 19th. And that only gets us to... Thursday, so I'm sure he has another game Friday through Sunday, giving you four starts for next week. So I'll co-sign because of that. You know, in a lot of leagues, you don't have the the flexibility that we have with the daily waivers. So I'll I'll say to go ahead and target him, especially in leagues where your rosters are going to be locked. All right, before we move on, I do want to touch on one of our proper sponsors. I'm talking about the Game Time app. If you're looking for an easy way to buy tickets, a way that isn't going to incur many fees, a bunch of extra costs, you're actually able to see your seat literally before you purchase it. If you're looking for the best last-minute deals, you have to head over to the Game Time app. They have easy-to-find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, not just sporting events, not just the hockey games that Nick and I are going to, but basketball, NFL, concerts, everything that you can think of. Forget about planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. Plus, they have the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 100 100 110 percent of the difference goodness uh, snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use promo code cfbx for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code cfbx for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer. Bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down leg by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate and for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app and visit HOFBETS.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Okay, and we're back. We're diving into the waiver wire discussion for fantasy hockey. Nick, who is our next man up here? I believe. Oh, no, no, no. We got to cover Nick Schmaltz. Before we move on, we're with the Coyotes here. Let's stay with them. We just talked about Logan Cooley. Thoughts on Nick Schmaltz? To me, he's the better option to add of the two here. More consistency, more familiarity with his skill set. And just to be quite honest, like he's on the show all the time. Mm-hmm. Like This is a name yeah. that we're always talking about here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, friend of the show, like I said, we like to call it. And yeah, with Nick Schmaltz, he's just got more of a reputation of being you know a solid 50, 60 point guy in the league. We've seen a lot, of way bigger sample size. Logan Cooley, we've only seen, you know, one game. Schmaltz has, you know, multiple seasons under his belt. And, yeah, playing on that first line with Hayden and Keller, I know Keller is always solid in fantasy. I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, again, you know, a point-per-game guy in Arizona playing with Schmaltz. Yeah, Schmaltz will be around the 50-60 point mark. So, definitely someone to grab there. Schmaltz on the point for the power play as well on the first unit with uh, J.J. Moser. So, definitely a lot to like there. And, yeah, with uh, yeah with Cooley, too, like I said, bigger, smaller sample size. Schmaltz has more reputation of being a solid player. So, yeah, I just want to kind of wait and see as of right now. But for right now, definitely uh, Schmaltz over Cooley. But that could change. You know, Cooley could come in and, you know, play his first 20 games and, you know, be a point-of-game guy or close to it. But right now, I just don't see that. And with Schmaltz's reputation, I just like him a little more.
0: No, to to for me, he's the the better asset here. And just look at the time on the ice, like twenty one minutes, twenty seven seconds in just one game. He's a, a big value for them. Someone that's going to play a pivotal role. Give me uh, give me Nick Schmaltz between those two. I'm not sure what the ownership rate was. I'm going to assume it's a little bit higher for Cooley just because he is the rookie, he has that kind of flash, that new name brand uh, awareness from uh, from fans. Next name up here. Super excited to bring him up. Talk about. A friend of the show, Mr. Evon Rodriguez. He's already off to a hot start. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I don't know where he came from. Uh, well, you have two goals and two assists in game one with Florida,
1: yeah. He, or what was that? I think it was, or game two? It was his second two game, goals. yeah. Two the goals, second two game, assists.
0: yeah. It's in his second game, so he's got four points now in his first two games, leaving Colorado, going to the Sunshine State, playing with the Panthers. Where is he at in their lineup and what are your thoughts about him going forward here?
1: Uh yeah, Buddy's in a really good spot right now, playing with Carter Verhage and Barkov on line one. And he's on the point on the second power play right now with uh Mr. OEL. But I'll be honest, I think they
0: found I, something there. And then the in the Panthers, I think they found something.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they found their uh diamond in the rough, if you will, Rodriguez. We loved to pick on him last year, you know, when he goes cold for a little bit, but now the boys buzzing. And he definitely got to try and hit on this guy for sure. Getting the ice time for sure. You know, with around the 19-20 minute mark, has the power play. Shots on goal. He's got four shots on goal um, uh, against Minnesota and then five against Winnipeg. So Buddy's putting it on the net. Only 11% roster. Definitely, yeah, diamond in the rough for sure with Evan Rodriguez.
0: You think Zito's watching the show?
1: I don't. I don't know if Zito's watching the show. You know, I might have. Might have to make a call to a person who makes a call, and then maybe Zito will watch the show.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you go out in the off season and you grab Evan Rodriguez and you throw him bump on line one, it sounds like you may have heard about Buddy a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> Old Bill Zito dropping into the SGPN chat. mm Hmm. <laughs> Checking in on Buddy Rodriguez. No, I mean, mm. I, we love Evan Rodriguez here. Yeah, he is a name that can run cold a little bit. But this, when he was with Colorado, he wasn't getting opportunities like this. I mean, he's played 19-plus minutes these last couple of games. With Colorado, that was the problem. There was too much inconsistency with his role. He's on a top line. Now he's on a bottom six line. He's on the power play. He's off the power play. I mm. I feel like the the grass is going to be a lot greener down there in the Sunshine State. Again, like you would said, he's playing on that top line with Barkov, one of the better young players in our league, Carter Verhe. He's going to get the puck to the net a lot. It's just going to create a lot of opportunities for Rodriguez. I would dare to say that he should be a name that should be rostered at a much higher rate. He's only at 11% right now. You need to get him on your fantasy hockey team, especially through this next couple of weeks, just to see what you have with his exposure to that top line. Uh, in these next couple of games, a lot of offense coming, Nick. A lot of offense coming down the barrel. New Jersey, Toronto, Vancouver. All three teams have been in high-scoring games thus far, scoring goals, allowing goals. I'm expecting a big week two out of Evan Rodriguez. I think he might be my captain this week. I think he might be my my pick-to-click in week two. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, next name up here. We've only got about a handful left. Appreciate everybody that's been riding along with us. Be sure to smash the like button on YouTube and download the episode on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Next up, we've got Mr. Chandler Stevenson, definitely a more popular name, playing with uh, the Las Vegas Knights, won a Stanley Cup last year, a higher percentage rate at 40%, I believe, uh, for his ownership, but still readily available. Production has been there. I think this is another easy uh, pickup here. Any objections?
1: Uh, yeah, no objections really to Tanner Stevenson. Playing on that line too right now with, who is that? Paul Cotter. Mark Stone. And Mark Stone, yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good line. I don't know a lot about Cotter, but I know Mark Stone always plays a solid game. On the first power play unit right now with uh, Mark Stone and Jonathan Marchessault, And even with Eichel and Theodore on the point, that's a deadly power play for sure. Definitely that power play is getting a lot of points, a lot of looks. And, yeah, on the fantasy side of things, looking good so far. Um, Three games under his belt and uh, two goals, three assists for uh, five points, five shots on goal. Definitely someone you target. I like the next few games coming up. You've got Dallas and then uh, Winnipeg and then our lovely Blackhawks, which you should have a good game against them. But uh, Mm -hmm. ice times there, you know, around 16, 18 minutes a night. Shots on goal are there. Um, even last game, too, two power play points. So it's just showing that he's clicking on that first unit. Definitely yep. uh love it for sure. But yeah, 42% rostered will be harder to pick up. But if he's there, I would definitely recommend snagging him for your team.
0: They just need this guy for offense, period. Like mm-hmm. they have some they have some decent players. Like I like Marsha Show. Shout out anyone that rocks 81. Mark Stone, very good shooter. Barbershoff, he can create. Of course, Jack Eichel can do a lot. But after that top line, like there's really not much going on here. So Stevenson's going to need to be relied on. I trust him a lot more than, say, William Carlson. I would like to see them maybe bring up uh, Dora Fiev mm-hmm. to that line too, maybe get a little bit more energy up on that line too with Dora Fiev. Uh, the rest of the roster, especially on offense, it just doesn't look amazing. They're going to need him to score, they're going to need him to cl- uh, click in night in and night out. So Chandler Stevenson is a is a home run pickup right now. I think the only downside is the lack of roster utility. He's only listed as a center, and it's the deepest Mm -hmm. position in fantasy hockey. Period. Like you can always pick up a decent center; Uh, they're always readily available. So I think that's really it. Like if I saw uh, an R dub right next to his name, I'd feel a lot better. You know, a center and a right wing designation, I would feel a little bit better about picking him up. But still, this should be a no hesitation move. Uh, Next up, we've got. uh, Columbus Blue Jacket. You won't hear about many of those on the show this year. Uh, We've got Mr. Boone Jenner. Mr. Boone Jenner, 38% rostered. You know, people aren't necessarily in the dark on him, but he's coming off a a game where he scored three goals. I don't know if I believe that to be a a consistent case for him going forward, Uh, but this is a a Columbus offense again. we will be searching for answers on offense, trying to see who that guy is going to be. Is Boone Jenner it? I mean, I know he's going to play a lot, Mm -hmm. but playing a lot for the Jackets, unless your name's Adam Fantelli, doesn't really mean that much to me.
1: Yeah, they're not really significant too much. Can don't really have to dive into the stats. I'm line two with Marchenko and Goudreau, which Goudreau had an off year last year compared to what he put up in Calgary on the first Mm -hmm. power play. But does that mean a lot in Columbus? You have to ask yourself that. Just not really as appetizing as a pickup for me. And one thing, mm-hmm. th- these blue jackets in their lines, because I saw this from a couple sources. Ventilli being a center, they're playing him on the wing and playing Line a at center on the first line. Yep. And then yep. their uh their D-lines are something. You got Bean and Gabranson, Provorov, Jerachek, and then Boquist and Severson is your first pair. Like I feel like that's just backwards completely. I feel like Boquist and Severson should be your uh first pair and yeah i think uh what do you got two right-handed guys playing with each other and then uh two left-handed guys playing with each other like it just it doesn't make sense to me but nothing in columbus really makes sense they're probably going to be going for another uh tank this year trying to get another top pick so uh yeah they,
0: this roster should get the top pick like it is
1: mm-hmm.
0: bad Bringing that conversation back to Boone Jenner again, they're gonna like someone's gonna score. And I think Boone Jenner is probably a top three producer on this team. It's Mm. probably Liney, Goudreau, and then him or Fantilli. Fantilli's still gonna play a lot, and as long as they don't send him down, which by all means, I think could happen midway through the season, you know, Mm. because there's no reason to run Fantilli into the ground on this terrible roster. I mean, obviously, playing at the speed of the NHL versus the AHL is a much better way to learn. Like, it's a better mm-hmm. it's a better w- way to improve your own learning curve. But this team is awful. Like, who's the coach now? Pascal Vincent?
1: Yeah, I don't know that guy. He's a nobody.
0: Hey, he got his first NHL win as a coach uh, October 14th yesterday against mm-hmm. the Rangers. Uh, Boone Jenner, he got three goals. Certainly helped out. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot more losses on the way. They've got Detroit, Calgary, and Minnesota coming up. Uh, I see three losses there. Maybe they can pull one out up against Detroit. They got a couple of games at home, but it's just not a team I'm excited about getting players for for uh, for fantasy. I know Kareel Marchenko. He had a decent game last night as well. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, like, yeah, the talents there, but the only thing you know good about him is his contract. You know, he's just mm-hmm. making a bunch of money. Uh, and if man, if somebody wants to take a swing at him. If they if they want to open up the checkbook and, and secure him for a while, I know that Columbus gave him a big bag of cash, but he's in the wrong spot. He made the could have been in move, New Jersey. Could have been a devil, you bum, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio, bro. Come on, come on, bro, come on, bro. it's like, uh, was it? Joakim Noah. Yeah, that's that's who he Mm -hmm. said. ain't nothing to do in Ohio. Actually, he Mm -hmm. said Cleveland, but Columbus is close
1: enough. Yeah, Ohio. Yeah, same thing.
0: Last couple names here. We got Colton Sissons uh, for the Nashville Predators. A name that I definitely like a lot more than Boone Jenner. I'll I'll say that. I don't think the public would agree with me necessarily. Uh, But Sissons is off to a great start. Uh, I I believe he had a couple of points in his last game. Where is he at in the lineup, though? I don't see him. Line four. They have him on the fourth line?
1: Yeah, which is wild. That's crazy. With Trennan and uh, Sherwood.
0: And I would still take him over freaking Boone Jenner. Mm-hmm. What are your yeah, thoughts I, on Sizens here?
1: Yeah, I think Sissons is just kind of the, one of those guys you got to ride with him until he dies. And it, he could die very soon. It's just hard to tell. Could be just a hot start. Um, but yeah, being a fourth line center, being a penalty kill guy, just don't see anyone a guy like him having long-term success. I know he's had a few good games but I just don't see it lasting the whole season. I think this will uh fizzle out, but for right now while he's producing, yeah, definitely uh get him while he's only 2% rostered. Yeah.
0: Maybe okay, maybe I should I, I should walk that back a little bit cuz I did not see the time on ice and I don't know why, but I when I was looking at like shots on goal and stuff like that, maybe I got caught up too much in the props. He mm-hmm. had 5 shots on goal in 16 minutes of play. You know, I was begging for that from like some studs, like some Jason Robertson the other night. Yeah. I was like begging for a shot on goal. Buddy Sissons over here has gotten 5 and 16 minutes played. No big. Um and then there is just like the fact that he's winning faceoffs, uh he's blocking shots. He's kind of doing the little stuff I think that might be fluffing up his numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, cuz the numbers aren't bad, like 4 and a quarter points, 9.75 And 12.25, you know, those aren't bad. And maybe I'm just getting a little bit caught in some of those, um, you know, fantasy important numbers and not necessarily, you know, coming to the reality of the situation here. So I'll say watch list. I I think that's uh, more of an appropriate move because, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's the fourth line center now. But, I mean, I like Thomas Novak a lot. I think that he could move up the lineup. I think Sissons could move up the lineup. So maybe more of a wait-and-see scenario. Uh, but the production is there like it's not for lack of it's because of, you know, again, the situation of him sitting on a, a bottom six unit here. Right. All right. Been a good show so far. We're going to dive into our last name here. Mr. Brian Rust of uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Goal in his first game up against the Hawks, kind of a weird one. Just kind of tipped it in right in front of the net. But coming off a two-goal performance up against Calgary, so his fin- his finishes have been seven and three quarters, one and a half, and thirteen and a quarter. What are your thoughts on Mr. Uh, Brian Rust? Who, correct me if I'm wrong, is playing on line two with Mr. Malkin? Is
1: that, is that um, right? he is actually playing uh, even better. He's on line one with Crosby and Ketzel. Raquel okay, is on line right. two there with you go. Malkin and Riley Smith.
0: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. He got the, he got the assist off of a, a Malkin shot on that game one. So they must've just been intertwined there a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, what what are your thoughts on him? I mean, as a line one uh, winger, then, I mean, the exposure rate is there. He's 39% rostered. So the majority of fantasy owners are in on him. Are you, mm-hmm. uh, are you taking any, uh, any stabs here?
1: Um, Yeah, I would definitely take a stab at him. And like we, you mentioned he was on line two. Now he's on line one. That could very well happen in the power play situation where he's on line two. On the power play, he could move up to line one on that uh, first power play unit with Crosby and Getzel. But, uh, yeah, definitely a lot to like here. Roster uh, rate is a little high, but the numbers are there for him. He's he got mm-hmm. 10 shots on goal in three games, five, two, and three. Lots to like there. Ice time's there. Production's there. Exposure's there. Just checking all the boxes for someone to add in fantasy.
0: Always a good game to throw out there. Getting that uh, veteran presence, as Nick likes to uh, tote out.
1: Mm-hmm. Name of the fancy team this year.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, we're gonna head out here. Going forward, Nick and I are gonna go head to head here on one of these names. I want to pick Evan Rodriguez. If you want to duke it out, Nick, we can. If you, if we, mm-hmm. if we want to rule him out, but which one of these guys do you like for the most points this week? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tout out Evan Rodriguez as my captain. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to pick? Who who do you think could uh, either beat Rodriguez or just have the most points of this group?
1: Um, we'll throw out. Hmm. We'll go Peter Marazic.
0: Oh dang! Well, I'm not going to win that one.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Yeah. B-Rock uh, now can I put wish I kind
1: of numbers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think. I don't think he can pick a player.
1: Oh, player, okay. Um, if we're talking players, we'll, we'll
0: we'll do a goalie one together next week.
1: Okay, if we're talking players here, let's go. Hmm. okay. Bronzik got like
0: 30 points the other night for breathing.
1: Yeah, we'll go we'll go Chandler.
0: All right. All right. So we got Chandler Stevenson versus Evan Rodriguez in week 2. We'll have a little bit of fun with it. You'll see uh, you know what we're going to do with that on the social medias. Check us out on Twitter. Nick, let them let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Yeah, check me on Twitter, Face Off With OZ, for NHL content, fantasy hockey content, just hockey content as a whole, all over there. At, uh, face Off With OZ.
0: Yep. And you can find me at SGPNJB on the X on the good old Twitter machine. DMs are already buzzing with fantasy hockey questions, guys to trade, guys to add, guys to drop. Come hit us up. We're here to help. Take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.